millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, on today's episode of The Practical Pro Musician, we're going to talk about kind of the follow-up to my story a couple weeks ago of getting fired. What did I do right after I got fired? What did I discover about how hard it is to get a gig, even if you've already done it before? And what can we do about it? Stay tuned. We love playing music, but it seems like the odds of making a living as a professional musician are about as high as winning the lottery. So the big question is this, how do musicians like us with jobs, families, and responsibilities get from where we are today to making a practical living playing music we love? Well, my name is Daniel Hathaway, and this show will give you the answers. This is The Practical Pro Musician. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome into another episode of The Practical Pro Musician. My name's Daniel. I'm so happy that you are here with me. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, it means a lot to me that you've taken a few minutes uh, out of your day to, to hang with me. It's awesome. So today, um, you know, as I've, I've mentioned in maybe the past couple of episodes in different ways, uh, we, my family, we um, are uh, in the middle of building a house which also means that um, we're not mega rich, so we can't build a house and still own the house that we live in now, so we're having to sell the house that we live in now. So um, all kinds of things are swirling swirling around that, and so I've kind of got that on my mind, so I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later today and what that has to do with being a pro musician. And then also... um, uh, today, what I really want to talk about is something that's kind of a follow-up on the last couple of episodes that we've done. So I believe uh, two weeks ago, um, what did we talk about? I don't even remember. It's been that kind of, <laughs> it's been that kind of couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, last week we kind of did like a, it wasn't a real episode. It ended up being almost as long as a real episode, but it was kind of a little bonus content because I, I took the week off, but it was all about counting the cost. So thinking about what it's going to take um, to, um, to, oh, I think two weeks. I think two weeks ago it was uh, it was my story of getting fired. So um, so that was that and the lessons that I learned from that. And then this last week it was uh, yeah, counting the costs of what it's really going to take to make this pro musician thing happen before you get started. Not that you don't do it, but you just really think about it. And so I'm kind of in that mindset. And like I said, we've been uh, in the middle of not only building a house but but selling a house and getting things ready and all that. So. 
um, I thought that I'd kind of follow on from my, my, a little bit more of my story from two weeks ago, which is, uh, like I said, it's, uh, when I, when I got fired from that first big, awesome gig that, um, I thought I had, you know, was a superstar from or whatever. Um, so, so right after I got fired, um, from that gig, um, like I said, it, it did, a, it did a lot to me. It actually, I actually got physically ill from it for a long time. Um, and I definitely like right away after getting fired from that gig, I, I did know right away that like, it's hard to find a, another gig, even like when you're well connected, it's not just like you just jump right back into something else. Um, and so, uh, so I, I knew that I needed to be doing something else while I was looking for a gig. I needed to make money. Um, and so I started kind of doing like designing websites and things like that. Um, which is kind of like, it serves me well now, uh, doing like, you know, this, uh, promusician.org thing and my own website, I can kind of do that stuff myself without having to hire somebody else. Cause honestly, I don't think I'd be able to do half this stuff. Um, if I had to pay somebody else to do it, cause I couldn't afford it. Um, but, uh, so I was doing something else, but I, I knew, I knew that it was going to take a lot more, um, time and probably effort to get another gig that was even close to what I had just gotten fired from. So I did have, uh, a, my best friend, um, and you might hear my cat in the background trying to jump on my lap. That's the joys of, of recording a podcast at home. Um, so I had a friend, my best friend who, who played bass for an artist. Um, and she was pretty big. It wasn't, she wasn't like the biggest artist in the world, but, uh, she, she was doing pretty well, especially in other countries outside the U S. And, um, so they needed a drummer. And so, uh, he got me an audition. It was very similar to that, that first audition and that it was you know, a bunch of guys coming in. At least this time I was prepared. Um, cause I kind of knew what that was like. So I, I, I went in, I learned the songs that I needed for the audition. I went in and did the audition. And after the audition, I mean, even during it, the, the other guys were like, holy cow, you're incredible. This is amazing. This is the best thing ever. And then after the audition, like the other guys were like, man, I'm serious. Like, this was really awesome. Like they're asking me about like my schedule and things. I'm like, holy cow, I've got this gig. There's no way. Um, you know, this is, this is it. I got, I got this gig, you know, so happy. Got fired from one gig. Going to have another one. And, um, I guess it was like two days later, I got the call and they said, Hey, um, everything we said was true, but we're hiring somebody else. (laughs) And and it's like, man, I I was sure I had that gig and I killed it. Like, what else can I do? Like, you know, I, I did, I did everything right. I played it well. I mean, objectively, I really did do a great job in that audition. Um, and, the other musicians are going on. They're asking me about my schedule. I'm like, what happened? And I, 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 I think I remember this is, it's been a while. Um, so maybe I'm just making this up to make myself feel better. But I think the story ended up being that there was a, like the, the kind of the main producer guy, um, for this artist who kind of helped this artist record everything and, and, you know, wrote the help write the songs and things. He really liked this other drummer. Um, and it wasn't like an unfair thing, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, someone was being shifty or whatever, or, you know, you know, taking, you know, it, uh, it was nothing, nothing wrong with it. Um, but that was the story was, you know what, there was just somebody else who had a say in things and he, and this other person really liked somebody else and his opinion pulled more weight and that's who they went with. And so, but you know, it just showed me like, man, like I could do everything right and like knock it out of the park and it's not going to happen instantly for me. So it was just, you know, 
it was hard. And, and, uh, a, I mean, a few months later, I remember I got to fill in for another artist, um, that their drummer had broken his arm, um, or his, his collarbone or something like that. He broke something that you need to play drums. <laughs> and, uh, they, they asked me, I got, I got to go do some TV appearances with this artist. I got to play a really big arena show with this artist. So that was all really fun. And again, I thought maybe this is my end. Maybe, you know, this, 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 this drummer, I wasn't, I didn't really think this, but I was like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this other drummer, you know, his arm won't quite heal right. And he can't play for a lot longer and I'll get to keep this gig. Didn't happen. He healed up really well and took the gig back. Um, but anyway, it just, things kept showing me that this is a lot harder than I expected. And what's crazy is that like, I should have known how hard it was going to be because I'd already done this once, you know, I'd already, already, already had gone through the process of not having a gig and, and trying to find something, you know, that, that I ended up getting the first time, the second time around, I should have known, but I still like thought it was going to be easier. And so that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today is that, you know, along with counting the costs and understanding what it's going to take to get where you want to be, um, you know, the other piece of that is you really need to, um, expect, we all need to expect that doing anything is going to take probably twice the effort and be twice as hard as we thought it was going to originally, whatever we think it is, basically double it. And that's really what it's going to take. Um, and that really becomes more and more true with the more like, insane or awesome or epic our goals are. Um, so whatever the goal is, the bigger it is, the more likely it is that what I'm telling you is true, which is it's going to be probably twice as hard as you think it is. Now, when I say that, I, I again, this is the same as the conversation we had about counting the cost. This is not to, this is in no way discouraging you from doing it. That is not what it is. It's, um, I learned a long time ago, I think I went to some kind of leadership conference or something when I was working my one of my corporate jobs, and uh, and and one of the teachers there talked about um, when you are in the position to make a big decision um, and you don't know what to do or you're you're just nervous about the decision you're you're losing sleep about maybe even you've you've already made the decision to do something and you're worried about what the end result's going to be. He talked about uh, what you need to do in that situation is find a way to play out in your own mind the worst case scenario. What's the worst that could happen? And start emotionally dealing with the worst case scenario as if it already has happened. Because if you can go through the process of, of, of accepting the worst case scenario, anything better than that, which is probably more likely than the worst case scenario, um, is going to feel great. It's going to be better. And even if you the worst case scenario does happen, you've already prepared for it. And this is not being pessimistic because you're obviously going to move forward with it and do it. But basically just plan ahead for things to go wrong, plan ahead for it to take a lot more effort than you thought. So when it comes to your music career, you know, decide to do it, but decide and understand that it's going to be a lot harder. I think a lot of people give up because they underestimate how hard it is. And I don't, I want to be clear about what I mean by it being hard. I don't mean, so if it's 50% harder or it's twice as hard as you thought, that doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, if something's twice as hard as you expect, it doesn't mean that you're going to fail, you know, twice as often at it, or you're going to, you're going to, it's not going to work twice as often. It, it, it means that you're going to have to put that much more effort into it. So for example, to get back to my uh, process, we're talking about of, of selling a house right now. Part of what we have to do to sell our house, we know is that our, our, the deck on the back of our house 
is in decent shape, but we 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 painted it a while ago, and we know that it's showing some signs of, of kind of wear and tear, and we know that it would look a lot better, and people who buy the house next would like it a lot more if we repainted the deck, just paint it the same color, just kind of freshen it up, make sure it looks nice and um, is protected, you know, from the elements, all that stuff. So we are in the process of repainting the deck. Now, we've actually painted this deck before, like I mentioned. So the first time we decided to paint the deck, it took way longer than we thought it would. I mean, we had rollers and everything. It was this whole thing, you know, it's a big deck, but we thought we thought we knew how hard it was going to be, but it actually ended up being way, way, way harder. It took, just took longer and put more effort. It took more effort. It took more days of work, all those kinds of things. Now, looking at it in that situation, when we decided to paint the deck, there was a 0% chance that we were going to give up on painting the deck. That deck was going to get painted. And even more so, once we actually got started painting the deck, so once we put that brush down to that roller down and started putting that new color on, we kind of had crossed the point of no return. We were going to finish the job. So we started discovering though that it was just taking longer. It was going to take more than one coat of paint, things we didn't anticipate when we, you know, the can said only takes one coat. Well, they must have meant that for somebody else's deck because it certainly wasn't the case for ours. Um, But things just took longer. They were harder. It was harder to get the paint on all sides of the post than we thought. The paint was thinner than we thought it was going to be. There's all these things that came up. But even though it was twice as hard, our failure rate to paint the deck did not go up. It did not increase. It did not become, even though it was way harder, it didn't become, all things equal, it didn't become any less likely that we would succeed at painting the deck. And that's kind of like what I'm trying to talk about with your music career, is just because things are harder does not decrease your likelihood of succeeding at it. It does decrease some people's likelihood of succeeding at it because they give up too easily and they haven't counted the cost on the front end. So I want to encourage you to go through the emotions before you set out on this and really focus and do it with your music career to count the costs, think about what you think it's going to take, and then say, if it takes twice as much time, effort, whatever it is, patience to make this music career thing happen, can I deal with that? Start emotionally handling it taking twice as much effort and as much time and all those things, like I said. And if you can deal with all of that, anything better than that is icing on the cake. And if it ends up being exactly like you thought it would be really, 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 really rough, you've already kind of prepared for that too. But again, you're not being pessimistic. You're not deciding it's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. You decide that you're going to do it, but you do it after you really, really thought through what if it's twice as hard or even more as what I thought it was going to be. But you can do it. That's the thing. You have you have to you have to start. And the only way you get to the 100% failure rate, or the only way to guarantee you're going to fail, is to quit. Um, I I used to hear that all the time as a kid, and I thought it was just simple. Yeah, of course, of course. Like you know, just saying don't give up. But the reality is, there is no such thing as failure when you're pursuing a goal like this, unless you decide to fail. Not getting there quite yet is not failure. You don't fail at something until you succeed at it. You just haven't succeeded yet. Failure doesn't exist unless you decide to stop and give up on it. Um, So put that out of your mind. 
If you if you know you're not going to give up, then you haven't failed. Now, it can, it's easy to get stalled out and not know what to do, um, which is part of why I made this podcast, is to help you kind of think about all these different pieces and, and hopefully give you some actionable pieces of advice to actually know what to do along the path. Um, and speaking of that, by the way, I, I'm going to announce something soon uh, that will help you in that regard as well. Um, so that's my little teaser for that. There's not much other else to share about it yet, but um, that's what that's what's coming down the pike. But just think about the cost. Think about how much time and effort it's going to take. Double it and start accepting that emotionally. Start working through that as you're actually moving forward. And then everything forward will not be any easier, but at least emotionally it'll be easier to deal with. Um, And remember that the only way to actually fail at this stuff is if you decide to fail by giving up. All right. Thanks for joining me this week. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And yeah, by the way, if you like this podcast, please leave a review. If you don't like this podcast, send me an email so no one else sees it. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining me on the Practical Pro Musician. My name's Daniel. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.